Genentag Buongiorno Buona giornata Hey, Sawadi Diabom Buen dia everyone I'm your host Salome Jacobs and I'm delighted to introduce you to my Into the Garden podcast that ethereal presence to feel ignited, relaxed rejuvenated, moved and inspired. Tune in for a reflection on deep, insightful, delightful, inspired soul poetry. Connect with soul sisters popping in for soul poetry, couch talk, real life stories, testimonies, motivational inspirations, parables, interviews, up and coming events and much more. So pop on over for time out to relax unwind and connect send a voice message invite a friend or two share and like this podcast on facebook under shasti cecilia instagram into the garden that will inspire you to live your best life and become the best you super sassy vibrant you thank you for sharing tuning in and popping on over for a delightful soul poetry soiree Genentag. Buongiorno. Buona giornata. Hey, Sawadi. Diabom. Buen dia, everyone. I'm your host, Salome Jacobs, and I'm delighted to introduce you to my Into the Garden podcast. That ethereal presence to feel ignited, relaxed, rejuvenated, moved, and inspired. Tune in for a reflection on deep, insightful, delightful, inspired soul poetry. Connect with soul sisters popping in for soul poetry, couch talk, real life stories, testimonies, motivational inspirations, parables, interviews, up and coming events and much more. So pop on over for time out to relax unwind and connect send a voice message invite a friend or two share and like this podcast on facebook under shasti cecilia instagram into the garden that will inspire you to live your best life and become the best you super sassy vibrant you thank you for sharing tuning in and popping on over for a delightful soul poetry soiree there here's just a short introduction about the story if you ask me how I came about the story well sitting here minding my own business whilst most is relaxing something inside me stirred up as I was on a mission and on a roll for into the garden and coming across these phenomenal unified women of old that impressed on me to call it there's something about that woman especially even more so now that you and I will be celebrating Mother's Day soon yes these phenomenal unified godly women has left a mark in you and me, you see. So there you have it, just me 
minding my own business and voila, I'm Pops, the first story for the month of May, you say. So sit back, relax with a decadent, heartfelt cup of tea. And thank you for joining me once again on Super Soulful Sunday with God and May. is the short story there's something about that woman not only is it a short story but a soul story you've heard that saying right there's something about that woman vivacious beautious courageous and oh so gracious but on the flip side defiant and pretentious there's something my gut says about that woman. She's not right or she's cold. She or he is a bit offish, so be aware, I'm told. Truth be told, you're right. It's your and my very instinct to warn you before he or she becomes a prone. There's always something about the women in the Bible or women of the Bible. They could intrigue you captivate you, identify with you or simply just irritate you for their shoes heaven knows are so hard to fill or simply elevate you and me to rise above your misery by reading their stories as foretold to you and me. But however these women appear to you or me is in all essence their way of not upstaging you or me but to help you assist you implore you to find your sole purpose your destiny your weakness your own story your plight your need not to condemn not to repeat not to compete but complete you in the wholesomeness that you are meant to be so for that i thank them all as dynamic women with no shades of gray in between but truth be told as they probably would all agree that their work in faith was not all plain sailing and so wouldn't you and i too agree so as i'm working on a bit of this and a bit of that and as women fast approaching the benchmark of duality in both business and family yea we can without any hesitation and without any reservation say that we can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens you and me particularly in the area of multitasking you say and as it's Mother's Day soon, what more to touch on women of the Bible? But which one? Hey, I don't know, for they all hold a triumph, a legacy for you and me, as they far gone. So, sassy soul sister, prayer warrior, much on a lighter note, you say you don't have to travel to Italy to eat pasta seek god and pray to him in india find unexpected love in indonesia but all of the above can be done right here if you only but forgive yourself for past hurts and failures 
and not be so hard on yourself and allow yourself to let go and heal. Well, locally speaking, or much less, who am I to give such solicited advice? After all, you know, ask some of my girl pals, it took me years. Yes, here's for this runaway Jonah to come to that conclusion. So, yes, you and I will have been on that journey like the many women of the Bible, and so can well relate to their story. And like it or not, it's a journey that doesn't stop. It's an ongoing journey, whether in the world or not. Whether in the world or not, we get tried and tested, put through the fire for purification, into the pressure pot for boiling, into the mixer for sifting sand from grit and grime, to precious stone in due time. For though their stories can hit home, it's exactly what they want to get across to you and I to learn from their many mistakes and not to grovel but to live a life of honesty do and not die for like the women of old we are treasures on a path of paving a new way a new paradigm for the many young women of your and my time so as i am preparing for mother's day to salute and pay tribute to these women no matter who or what they are sassy, soulful, desirable, enchanting, or cunning, conniving, dangerous, underhanded, manipulative by far. And funny enough, those traits are in you and me, whether we blind ourselves to hide it in plain hindsight, wouldn't you agree? For we learn from them how to lure men into our world, of our way or the highway if they don't understand. So from where I'm sitting it's not all so glamorous nor has it been moonlight and roses for the many women of the Bible who have left a mark in history on which you and I can depend and stand. Wake up, get up, dress up, look up, Pray up, laid up, challenge up, own your part in the struggle of women up, to choose to challenge, choose to take a stand, choose to comply and not defy your man, for indeed there is something about that woman when you and I learn from her, read about her, follow her, but mostly become the best version of you and not a reflect. A replica of that something about that woman up. And so it is, so shall it be. And this was written, May the first you say.
And up next is a moral story. The title, Confession. So here is but a short introduction. The confession came about when I was busy with a self-story. Women no need to compete because wherever you go, there's rivalry, isn't there? There's competition between siblings, wouldn't you agree? And that is happening today in front of you and me. So if you and I look back also to Cain and Anvil, Cain means acquired. And sometimes you think, why did Eve give Cain that name? Adam means earth. So there already was some kind of competition already from birth. But imagine two sisters in love with the same man. Gosh, mm, fireworks right there in front of your eyes. So this is what the story is all about. Hidden secrets. Loving from a distance, if you know what I mean. So, go on, step into your kitchen, make yourself at home with a decadent cup of tea, well deserving to you and me. I've got mine, where's yours? As you sit back, chillax and relax with me in the garden of serenity, as you and I listen to the story, The Confession. confession. Marguerite de Terrelet was dying. Although but 56, she seemed like 75 at least. She panted, paler than the sheets, shaken by dreadful shiverings, her face convulsed, her eyes haggard as if she had seen some horrible thing. Her elder sister Suzanne six years older, sobbed on her knees beside the bed. A little table drawn close to the couch of the dying woman and covered with a napkin bore two lighted candles, the priest being momentarily expected to give extreme unction and the communion which should be the last. The apartment had that sinister aspect that air of hopeless farewells which belonged to the chambers of the dying. Medicine bottles stood about on the furniture, linen lay in the corners, pushed aside by foot or broom. The disordered chairs themselves seemed affrighted, as if they had run in all the senses of the world. Death, the formidable, was there, hidden, waiting. The story of the two sisters were very touching. It was quoted far and wide. It had made many eyes to weep. Suzanne, the elder, had once been madly in love with a young man who had also been in love with her. They were engaged and were only waiting the day fixed for the contract when Henry de Lepieux suddenly died. The despair of the young girl was dreadful and she vowed that she would never marry. 
she kept her word. She put on widow's weight, which she never took off. Then her sister, her little sister, Marguerite, who was only twelve years old, came one morning to throw herself into the arms of the elder and said, Big sister, I do not want thee to be unhappy. I do not want thee to cry all thy life. I will never leave thee, never, never. I, I too shall never marry. I shall stay with thee always, always, always. Suzanne, touched by the devotion of the child, kissed her, but did not believe. Yet the little one also kept her word, and despite the entreaties of her parents, despite the supplications of the elder, she never married. She was pretty, very pretty. She refused many a young man who seemed to love her truly, and she never left her sister more. They lived together all the days of their life, without ever being separated a single time. They went by side by side, inseparably united, but Marguerite seemed always sad, oppressed, more markedly than the older, as though perhaps her sublime sacrifice had broken her spirit. She aged more quickly, had white hair from the age of thirty, and often suffering seemed afflicted by some secret, gnawing trouble. Now she was to be the first to die. Since yesterday, she was no longer able to speak. She had only said at the first glimmers of day dawn, Go fetch mon cher le curé. The moment has come. And she had remained since then upon her back, shaken with spasms, her lips agitated as though dreadful words were mounting from her heart without power of issue, her look mad with fear, terrible to say. Her sister, torn by sorrow, wept wildly, her forehead resting on the edge of the bed and kept repeating, Margot, my poor Margot, my little one. She had always called her little one, just as the younger had always called her big sister. Steps were heard on the stairs. The door opened. A choir boy appeared, followed by an old place in a surplice. As soon as she perceived him, the dying woman, the one shudder, sat up, opened her lips, stammered two or three words and began to scratch the sheet with the nails as if she had wished to make a hole. The abbey Simon approached, took her hand, kissed her brow and with a soft voice, God pardon thee my child, have courage, the moment is now, come speak. The Marguerite, shivering from head to foot, shaking her whole couch with nervous movement, stammered, Sit down, big sister, listen. The priest bent down towards Suzanne, who was still flung upon the bed's foot. He raised her, placed her in an armchair, and taking a hand of each of the sisters in one of his own, he pronounced, Lord my God, endure them with strength, 
cast thy mercy upon them. And Margaret began to speak. The words issued from her throat one by one, raucous with sharp pauses as though very feeble. Pardon, pardon, big sister, oh, forgive, if thou knewest how I have had fear of this moment all my life. Suzanne stammered through her tears. Forgive thee what, little one? Thou hast given all to me, sacrificed everything. Thou art an angel. But Marguerite interrupted her. Hush, hush, let me speak. Do not stop me. It is dreadful. Let me tell all, to the very end, without flinching. Listen, thou rememberest, thou rememberest, Henry. Suzanne trembled and looked at her sister. The younger continued, Thou must hear all to understand. I was twelve years old, only twelve years old. Thou rememberest well, is it not so? And I was spoiled. I did everything I liked. Thou rememberest surely how they spoiled me. Listen, the first time that he came he had varnished boots. He got down from his horse at the great steps and he begged pardon for his costume, but he came to bring some news to Papa. Thou rememberest, is it not so? Don't speak, listen. When I saw him, I was completely carried away. I found him so very beautiful, and I remained standing in a corner of the salon all the time that he was talking. Children are strange and terrible, oh yes, I have dreamed of all that. He came back again several times. I looked at him with all my eyes, with all my soul. I was large of my age and very much more knowing than anyone thought. He came back often. I thought only of him. I said very low, Henry, Henry, dear Lapahir. Then they said that he was going to marry thee. It was a sorrow, oh big sister, a sorrow, a sorrow. I cried for three nights without sleeping. He came back every day in the afternoon after his lunch. Thou rememberest, is it not so? Say nothing, listen. Thou madest him cakes which he liked, with meal, with butter and milk. Oh, I know well how. I could make them yet if it were needed. He ate them at one mouthful, and then he drank a glass of wine, and then he said, It is delicious. Thou rememberest how he would say that. I was jealous, jealous. The moment of thy marriage approached, there were only two weeks more. I became crazy. I said to myself, He shall not marry Suzanne. No, I will not have it. It is I whom he loved. Marry when I grow up. I shall never find anyone whom I love so much. But one night, ten days before the contract, thou tookest a walk with him in front of the chateau by moonlight, and there under the fir, under the great fir, he kissed thee, kissed, holding thee in his two arms so long. Thou rememberest, is it not so? 
it was probably the first time, yes, thou art so pale when thou earnest back to the salon. I had seen you too. I was there in the shrubbery. I was angry. If I could, I should have killed you both. I said to myself, he shall not marry Suzanne. Never. He shall marry no one. I should be too unhappy. And all of a sudden, I began to hate him dreadfully. Thou dost thou know what I did? Listen. I had seen the gardener making little balls to kill strange dogs. He pounded up a bottle with a stone and put the powdered glass in a little bowl of meat. I took a little medicine bottle that Mama had. I broke it small with a hammer and I hid the glass in my pocket. It was a shining powder. The next day, as soon as you made little cakes, I split them with a knife and I put in the glass. He ate three of them. I too, I ate one. I threw the other six into the pond. The two swans died three days after. Dost thou remember? Oh, say nothing. Listen, listen. I, I alone did not die, but I have always been sick. Listen, he died thou knowest well. Listen, that, that is nothing. It is afterwards, later, always the worse. Listen. My life, all my life, what torture. I said to myself, I will never leave my sister, and at the hour of death I will tell her all. There, and ever since, I have always thought of that moment when I should tell thee all. Now it is come. It is terrible, oh my big sister. I have always thought, morning and evening, by night and by day, sometime I must tell her that. I waited. What agony. It is done. Say nothing. Now I am afraid. I am afraid. Oh, I am afraid. If I am going to see him again soon, when I am dead. See him again. Think of it. The first before thou. I shall not dare. I must. I am going to die. I want you to forgive me. I want it. I cannot go off to meet him without that. Oh, tell her to forgive me, Monsieur Le Corée. Tell her, I implore you to do it. I cannot die without that. She was silent and remained panting, always scratching the sheet with her withered nails. Suzanne had hidden her face in her hands and did not move. She was thinking of him whom she might have loved so long. What a good life they should have lived together. She saw him once again in that vanished bygone time, in that old past which was put out forever, the beloved dead. How they tear your heart, oh, that kiss, his only kiss. She had hidden it in her soul, and after it, nothing, nothing more her whole life long. All of a sudden the priest stood straight and with a strong, vibrant voice he cried, Mademoiselle, Suzanne, your sister is dying. Then Suzanne, opening her hands, showed her face soaked with tears and throwing herself upon her sister, she kissed her with all her might, stammering, I forgive thee, I forgive thee, little one. Savanhira, I hope that you have enjoyed the moral story, The Confession.
next is a moral story. In fact, an inspirational word more. With the title, Dying Husband Leaves Wealth to Help Her. Now you're thinking, why her and why not his legitimate wife? Thing is, one can be healthy, the next hit with a rare disease or hit with a shocking revelation that you only have six months to live or you suffered a mild or heavy stroke. What then? Yes, life gives you and me challenges, some harsh, more than others, but when pulled into these circumstances or situations, one can but go along with it, walk away from it, manage together, and work your way around it. To some, the easiest would be to give up. To others, well, love will stand the test of time. For this is that inspiration of being with someone for money or marrying someone because of money. So it makes you think, doesn't it? Where does for better or worse fit in? When on which is your my foundation built on? Is it rock solid? Is it sandy? Is it watery? Is it flooded? For through all seasons of our lifespan, within our marriages, relationships, there will be ups and downs, highways and byways, agreements or disagreements. But whatever the flow and tide of the relationship is, in spite of circumstances, sicknesses or severe diseases, diseases that affect you and me, what will you or I do? walk away or can you say you are rock solid come what may through winter springtime summer or fall can your and my marriage stand the test of time Will you be able to look after somebody that is bedridden, who can't even help him or herself? Or will you walk away, give up? I don't think that you or I would have a heart, is it? So this is an inspirational word, titled, Dying Husband Leaves Wealth to help her. A shocking revelation. But these things happen around you and me or to you and me. It's a heavier task to look after somebody that cannot help him or herself. But there's hope because this draws you closer 
you become unified and that's the time when you eat humble pie it's these little things in life that makes a friendship a relationship a marriage rock solid no matter games people play with emotions manipulations character assassinations lies deceit jealousy conniving it's people's lives that you and I affect people's lives that lies in the balance of your or my hand so up next is an inspirational word titled dying husband leaves wealth to help her so will you stand by that person will you continue to love that person till death do you part or will you simply just throw in the towel and depart Oh 
take my pills but they fell on the floor could you pick them up for me please oh my gosh John I'm tired too can't you wait until Amanda gets here you know I take my pills at nine o'clock my legs are hurting I can't move right now Good morning Beth what time is it 905 and you're supposed to be here at what time nine o'clock 
Exactly. You're late. I'm sorry. I had to catch the bus and we ran into traffic and it was just a nightmare getting over here. Save it. I think John needs your help. Okay. Amanda, can you clean my room when you're done? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Same as every day. Hey, baby, I'll be back later. I'm going to have brunch with the girls. Okay. Can you pick up my medication from the pharmacy on your way back? I'm sure Amanda wouldn't mind taking care of it. <sighs> Why does she have to behave that way? Ever since I got sick, she's changed. It's been so long, I'm just used to it. I don't want to speak ill of your wife, but she's a very selfish person. The only reason I still work here is because you're a nice person, and I know if I left, she would just leave here to suffer. Amanda. You've been taking care of me for six years now. You've never complained. You've never gotten mad at me. Lord knows we've been through a lot. Just promise me you won't let anything my wife does upset you or provoke you. James 4, 6. For he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. One day you're gonna shine, sugar. See you later. Okay. Amanda, you're early. I was trying not to be as late as I was yesterday. Who's this? Uh, it's my trainer. He was just leaving. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. You okay? Things are getting worse with your wife. I just saw a man leaving. I know. I heard him all night. Doesn't that hurt you? <laughs> it hurts me so badly. I cried myself to sleep. You don't deserve this. She shouldn't be doing the things that she's doing. Don't let this upset you. Remember what I told you. One day you're gonna shine. Are you gonna be okay while I'm gone? I think I'll survive three days without you. I've never left you for this long before. I just want to make sure you're going to be okay. Amanda, I want you to enjoy your vacation. You've earned it. Don't you worry about me. Okay. So where are you going? I'm going to visit family. I haven't seen them forever. I'm sure they'll be so happy to see you. Beth! Beth! What? John's dead! 
are you calling? The ambulance. For what? He's dead. Isn't it obvious? Can I get an ambulance to 560 Silkway? Good morning, Mr. Jackson. I'm so glad you could make it. Come on in. It's a pleasure. Begin reading the will of your lady husband, Mr. Taylor. Okay. Would you like me to read uh, all of the clauses to you? Uh, no, you can just skip right to the assets. Okay. As for the 27,000 square foot house in Dallas, Texas, Mr. Taylor states that should go to his wife, Beth Taylor. As for the 4,000 square foot penthouse in Manhattan, New York, Mr. Taylor states that should go to his wife, Beth Taylor. As for the 2020 Escalade truck and the 2020 Mercedes, Mr. Taylor states that that should go to his wife, Beth Taylor. Hmm. Everything okay? Yes, um, is there someone here by the name of Amanda Fox? Uh, are you sure you're reading that right? Uh, Amanda's our maid. There must be some mistake. No, I'm pretty sure it says Amanda Fox. Is she here? Yes, she's cleaning her room. Can you get her for me? Sure. Amanda, can you come here? Okay, I'll be on in a second. Hi, Amanda. I'm Mr. Taylor's lawyer. You mind having a seat? It's nice to meet you. When it comes to Mr. Taylor's savings account, $726 million, Mr. Taylor states that this should go to his best friend, Amanda Fox. Are you serious? Uh, that's what your husband wanted. I've been with him for 10 years and he's gonna give the maid his money? Mrs. Taylor, can you please calm down so we can finish reading? We have a lot of will to go here. When it comes to your husband's company, Taylor's Limited, Mr. Taylor states that Amanda Fox should inherit this company. You've got to be kidding me. Are you sure you're reading this right? Well, yeah, it's written plain and clear. I will have my lawyer look into this. I don't believe a word you're saying. Well, he left you to a note. To Amanda, the lady I hired to take care of me that became my best friend and my guardian angel. I cannot convey the words to explain the level of love and appreciation that I have for you. You truly are a generous person, a kind, welcoming, caring, and even more, the only person who gave me hope when no one cared. The only regret I had is that I'm not there to tell you this in person. But remember what I always said, one day, you will shine. This is my departing gift for you. Continue being kind. I love you. To my wife, Beth. I don't have much to say. The memories we have are too painful to remember. I always told you to treat everyone as equal. Never put yourself above anyone. We're all human, but still, you love no one, you help no one, you cared for no one but yourself. 
I left the house, the penthouse, and the cars to you for one reason. You've always cursed them, and it would be a sin to give that to anyone else. I'm happy I departed from your presence. I wish you the best that life has to offer. I hope you change one day. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. The moral of the story is, being loving and kind can reward you in ways beyond your imagination. If you love someone, you should take care of that person no matter what. Everyone has feelings and deserves to be loved. What you put out, you will attract. Treat people how you would like to be treated. Ill-treating your partner because they became ill and you no longer see them as useful to you is an act of wickedness. You should never use or abuse anyone. Thank you for watching and make sure to like and subscribe so you can always see the new videos when we upload. VidChronica videos are made to inspire people. Like and share this video so others can receive the message. And, and remember, remember to always let love lead the way. So I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Super Soulful Sunday. Yes, you're my day of rest, but a day where you and I commit to meeting in that place, that's a real place, that part in your and my home, our garden. Yes, when you and I think that God is up to nothing, right then then, he is up to something. So I'd like to say hearty thank you for joining me on this delightful Super Soulful Sunday. Yes, a day that is given to you and me to rejoice, relax and rely on God. For God is indeed up to something. And if there's anyone out there celebrating a birthday, happy birthday to you. Perhaps you're celebrating an anniversary. Congratulations to you too. And may God continue to knit you together like only he can do. And thank you to you, the hearer, the listener, who chooses to listen and tune in to Into the Garden. So fervently and sharing it with loved ones and friends and neighbours and co-workers so joyously. But not... Last but not least, I'd like to thank my moose for collaborating the music and working alongside me behind the scenes. So, wherever you are, near or far, I'd like to just include women no need to compete. For God is equipping you and enabling you to do and to follow with your purpose through. So as women, and like the women of the Bible, yes, they went through hardships and 
Let's face it, they went through a lot more than what you and I are doing right now, but you and I can relate and identify to their walk and their work in faith. But they had camaraderie. They lifted each other up. They didn't press down. They didn't despise. They didn't perhaps think, oh what? She's done this or she did that. They didn't speak less of one another, if you know what I mean. They came together, worked alongside each other, because there's enough for you and me. God has given you a unique gift, talents. It's up to you to not let it go to waste. It's up to you to trust God, to use you, to equip you. Choose to challenge, choose to change. Choose by trusting and asking God to follow suit, to follow your purpose-driven life and to remain sweet and humble in your faith, in your walk, saluting others who have paved the way for you and me. For you and I, we are all different, you say. We might have the same ideas. We might share the same ideas. But let's lift each other up, you say. For united we stand, divided we fall. So thank you for joining me, one and all, on Super Soulful Sunday. Until next time, until we meet again. You know where to find me, but right here on Into the Garden and Super Soulful Sunday. Have an awesome week ahead. Do take care.
noises for the coming 30 seconds and let's all pray in one accord for Europe. Let's have a mighty prayer movement out of this place. Come on, let's just raise up your voice and let's pray for Europe right now. 